For those who don't know my story, when I was 12 years old, I was diagnosed with Tourette's and I was on medication for almost 10 years. When I was 21, I learned something called The Secret and I came off the medication overnight against everyone telling me to stay on it and I had a spiritual awakening. I meditated for three weeks straight and my Tourette's disappeared and I created the podcast to simply preach about everything that most people have in their head but no one ever speaks about, which is what the twitching was. It was too many thoughts inside my head and now I have a platform where I can speak to of people and they can get out what's in their head. So if I could ask a massive favour from all my listeners, upon looking at my stats recently, it has occurred that out of a very humbling 730,000 downloads since I created the podcast back in 2019, that only 10% of you that listen have actually followed and subscribed to the podcast. If I could ask a massive favour from you all that listen, if you wouldn't mind just hitting that follow and subscribe button. It would mean more than you can imagine and it really does help the show grow and help reach more people in more ways than you and I can even imagine. The bigger the podcast gets, the bigger the guests get. And my aim is to grow the show big enough that I can reach out to amazing people like Russell Brand, Joe Dispenza, Lewis Howes, Grant Cardone, Joe Rogan and have deep, intimate and vulnerable one-to-one conversations with them. I want to speak to the human side of people to show we're all the same when you get to the core regardless of how much money or fame you have. Back to another podcast with Farah. Any minute now, he will be joining. Right, I think he's joining. Right, he's going to join right now. Any minute now. Right. Just accepted. Right. Oliver, Farah, you can doing? hear me? Yes. I'm I'm great. Right. Um so just quickly, um me and Farry met about two weeks ago. We were at an open mic night and there was this crazy fucker on the stage just with so much energy it was like <laughs> drugs. And um I went up there, we had a little jam, and then I said, When's your birthday? And it turns out that we have the same birthday, twenty eighth of Jan, which is why we have very similar energy and know the same type of shit because of you know being Aquarius and the planets that were around when we were born that give off all this energy and um it was a true law of attraction story yeah absolutely and uh I had a feeling when I, I like I saw your face and it was a memorable face before I even got to know you you know <laughs> uh. do you mean memorable in terms of familiar energy yeah exactly it was like i don't know if we're gonna meet what we're doing here and then you got on stage and it was just it was a great vibe um yeah easy flow so what are you thinking about lately that's really deep and meaningful that you're just thinking about at the moment recently it's been authenticity authenticity and integrity and how i knowing yourself and knowing what's not yourself is really the path to your highest self and to awakening and that's that's really what's been the center of my attention recently so i was when i was still in the uk my uh i was doing some research on um so i just started a foundation it's a little bit about myself i'm a music producer artist uh went through all sorts of addictions got out uh with the help of music and uh, meditation and just generally continuing the search you know i knew that there had to be a better way and i never stopped looking and i never 
uh, back down effectively. And so I'm a music producer turned into a humanitarian now. So I've got an alliance of artists and creatives. We just rebranded, we named it today to UN Alliance, UNI Alliance. And the theme of the alliance is to connect creatives with the purpose of helping raise awareness and and the bigger picture is to shift the perspective of society from consumerism to the humanities right and we're starting with bringing water to the less fortunate in canada by raising awareness of the issue which is some communities have gone without clean water for 25 years and that's directly uh, related to consumerism and the the founding principles of capitalism which is that in order for someone to make a buck somebody else has to lose and it's just not in alignment with who i am and i don't think it's alignment with anybody frankly and uh, so that's what we're here to talk about today is authenticity and uh, integrity just quickly right are you um speaking with your phone i am yeah yeah put it away from your mouth just a little bit because it's make, make it a little bit clearer okay how's that right so say something yeah is this uh, clear oh that's much better yeah okay perfect okay. <laughs> so so like you said um the story about drugs and stuff in your past like what's your journey in terms of your spiritual awakening so what happened that made you have an awakening what was the journey before and then the journey directly after so the journey before substances started like so my family came over to canada as immigrants uh refugees actually uh political refugees most specifically and i wasn't able to connect with anyone for so many reasons one being an aquarius and always thinking different uh two coming from a country that's not on a map and three like culturally were completely different so i always felt very isolated uh from everyone and then i was always moving around too so i wasn't able to connect with anybody long term either that all came to this sort of like uh cliffside when i was 16 and i was starting to become more independent of my uh parents advice and trying to start to figure things out on my own and uh simultaneously i fell into this romantic relationship with this person who is not a clear communicator and you know there was just so much disconnect but this was my first like emotional attachment so it was really difficult and that sort of led me into smoking weed as a tool of escaping and not as a tool of like relaxing or anything and I smoked so much weed that I pretty much like flunked out of school. Um, like I, I cleared high school still. So 16, 17, 18, I cleared high school. I was pretty determined. And then I went to university and it was, it was a combination of the lack of motivation, but also the, uh, the issue that was more fundamental was a lack of interest, a lack of interest in wanting to pursue this goal which was a derivative of like my family's goals so the whole idea of you know get a job go to school whatever that was like my parents perspective you know what i mean and i didn't necessarily have a perspective formed yet but it wasn't you know i was especially keen to do it for my own sake um when i came back from university i connected with this girl 
that I had a crush on in high school. And she was hanging out with some guys who were doing crystal meth, right? And at first I was like um, adverse to the idea of smoking crystal meth. But these guys, they had a lifestyle that I was kind of interested in. You know, they were a little older. They had girls around. They were partying all the time, right? And so that I was interested in because... Um, Oh, and I also didn't have much of, like, a father figure growing up because my dad was super busy with the politics, whatever. So, um, meth was hell. Meth was, to put it uh, in black and white terms, meth was hell. Uh, Literally, I, like, built up enough karma at this point that I had to learn my lesson the hard way. And it was just, it was a lot of burning. It was a lot of burning in the sense that um, I had to find my answers by digging through the dirt of my own mind. And that was all sorts of distorted by the meth and the weed. And that lasted about uh, like two or three years. And it culminated in this uh, darkest night of my soul type event where basically I was so certain that the earth as a concept was a hell right for not just myself but for everyone involved because we spent this time uh growing and nurturing these relationships and this life and ultimately it's for nothing because anything that you build is destroyed and you know that's just it didn't feel right to me and the most merciful thing to do i thought was to just end everything right And so I've had a lot of like uh, insights or whatever that might not necessarily be true. But one of them was that every soul has a corresponding entangled star somewhere in the universe that is the source of that spirit's energy, right? Um, For the sake of the story, we'll continue with that premise. And I thought that I could turn my star or my soul into a neutron star. So when stars collapse, they either collapse as... Uh, supernovas, red giants, black holes, or as neutron stars. And when they collapse as neutron stars, they send out this epic beam of X radiation, and it just annihilates everything. It's a death ray, right? So here I am, super high, right, on my bed, trying to annihilate the Earth with my mind X ray, death ray thing from my star, right? And it didn't seem to be working. And then I figured that, okay, so every star has got its own domain, right? Its own body. And that body is the solar system that belongs to the star. And so if we're part of this star, then this Earth is under the domain of our sun. And so I proceeded to enter a staring contest with the sun, right? For about an hour. Yeah, dude, for like an hour and a half, I was in a staring contest with the sun. It was the evening. And it wasn't working. And I was trying to, I went through a couple other iterations that are like not PG enough for this podcast. But basically, I, I was. Uh, <laughs> you can say whatever you want. Say whatever you want. Okay, cool. So I'm all about vulnerability. So let's try it out. So the body, right, is kind of like this processing machine, right? Things come into it, they process, and then we act and then we continue to process, right? So I figured that anything that my body couldn't process would come out as waste. Right. And the sun is this like perfect being. And as a perfect being, it's effectively like unstoppable. Right. Whereas I'm human and I haven't achieved the same sort of state 
as the sun. But I figured that I could get around that by trying to reprocess my waste, right? So super high on meth and weed, whatever, haven't slept for two days. And I, I proceed to take my waste and I try to reprocess it by like putting it in my nose and putting my ears or whatever. Anyway, so that didn't work, obviously. And um, But the intention was there and I think the universe heard my cry for sure. So anyways, um, after that, I got on the fence because the sun was setting and I still hadn't claimed the solar system. And, and then my neighbor comes out and... I also have this, um, what's the word? It's kind of like an idea where in any sort of situation or like any context or space, people play different roles. So there's always like a fathering role, which is kind of like a guide. And then there's like the mothering role, which is like nurturing. There's like various other kinds of roles. And when my neighbor came out, he assumed the role of the father, right? And so now my conflict was no longer with the sun. It was like no longer with the source sun. It was now directly with this person, my neighbor. And uh, he gets on the phone with my actual dad. And um, they're in New York, which is kind of what triggered all of this. So I'd always wanted to go to New York. It's kind of like a petty thing. But anyways, I think it also like triggered this like really desperate state. But I'd always wanted to go to New York. And then I had some family come from overseas and my parents took them out to New York and they didn't even tell me. I was like out away from the house for a couple of days and they didn't even tell me. Not that I'm sure that they wanted like their meth head kid to be an introduction to his family anyways. So anyways, I'm uh, in conflict with my neighbor now who's trying to get me on phone with my dad. And I also believe that like every family kind of like the the seed of that family has like a chair in in uh, in heaven. Right. And this chair is kind of run by, like, the eldest spirit in the family, who at, at this point is my dad. And I'm uh, contesting my dad, right, for the throne so that I can somehow make decisions for this timeline or whatever, right? And I'm sure I just, like, sounded like a animal on the phone, so that didn't work. And then I tried to save this guy's uh, dad, uh, this guy's wife, from him as like symbolically saving the earth from the sun and oh hey so like a uh, context i also at one point thought that inanimate matter so i think everything is alive i think everything has a consciousness from the air that we breathe to everything everything and uh, according to alchemy uh consciousness is the prima materia everything is made of consciousness so it's not that things are conscious it's consciousness is all there is so i figured that the the reason that humans were infallible is because they their pure consciousness is manifested as like mistakes, basically like the fact and free will. So a lack of pure consciousness manifests as free will and inanimate objects or inanimate beings are actually a more pure form of consciousness because they process like directly, like they, they're submit, they're submissive to the forces of the universe or to God effectively. And I thought that the earth was kind of in this like cruel space where it was, effectively being raped by the sun, which was providing life. And this life was creating the life. It was giving life to earth and the earth never, never necessarily volunteered for any of this. Right. And whereas the other planets, they're sort of more content being as they are. The earth is in this special case where 
it is the earth and it's also constantly not the earth because it's like figuring things out right anyways so i jump i run over to uh, the neighbor's backyard and i make this like 10 foot ridiculous spider jump up onto the second floor balcony and i'm like i go to the, the back door or whatever and i'm like yelling at the lady i'm like yo i'm here to save you right and uh that didn't go so well so i followed her down the stairs at which point the police were there and uh, they took me down and immediately this like acceptance washed over me and it wasn't necessarily guilt i didn't feel like guilt at all it was more of a release than like uh than more guilt if anything and i think that's because all of these thoughts that were kind of like in my dna and possibly have been in the dna of my ancestors like all this pain i was finally able to act on it and because i was able to bring it up and process it properly in, in the present as opposed to like in the past or in my thoughts it was i was able to like find some sort of clarity and then as the, the police had put the police put this rug over me for some reason it was like a persian rug i don't know what the deal is but they put the rug over me and when they did i felt that the earth had sent like its immune system to take care of a virus and at that point i felt like that energy that i was carrying was viral and i couldn't be carrying this kind of anger or animosity towards life anymore and instantly i had a complete paradigm shift like complete paradigm shift from that point everything was a miracle instead of not a miracle and they brought me back to the holding cell and in the holding cell i could feel myself just like melting into primordial ooze and i felt like the walls were like the womb and they were this like off green and there was like no cushions anywhere it was just a concrete bench and i could feel myself just you know crystallizing inside this cell and then from there i I was allowed, I was given one phone call and they put me on the phone with this uh, lawyer and so this guy that I used to be uh, friends with back in the the meth days um, his name is Jay and he associated with uh, the Joker uh, archetype and the Joker archetype very much is the counter to like the the hero archetype in the sense that the world just beat him down to a pulp and rather than standing up and like being like nah this world ain't right we're gonna do something about it he just commits fully to the anger and um the greed and everything else and you know watches the world burn so anyways this guy he, he's always talking like this and you know he's the joker and everything is like not that serious right and anyway, so i'm on the phone with this lawyer and the lawyer's telling me whatever whatever you can, you're gonna be fine just remember the lawyer told me not to talk the lawyer told me not to talk the lawyer told me not to talk and it felt like lucifer was drilling in a spell into my brain and it was also simultaneously a challenge i think because the universe knows that i'm an aquarius and if somebody tells me to do something i'm like almost always going to challenge it right um less so these days these days more um d definitely listening more and less rebellious but that's because everything else that i do is like rebellion so i need my team to be cohesive and people are an extension of me now unless uh anyways so the lawyer told me not to talk and from that point on i found it like so healing to tell this story and it it puts me in a vulnerable state and that vulnerable state allows other people to be vulnerable and and 
that's a superpower. And that's what that's what's gonna bring us together is people not being so afraid to share their story because oh my god, I, I read this great thing where they were saying um the the devil lives inside your mind with your secrets and if you let your secrets out, you let the devil out too. Or something to that effect. That's a huge paraphrase. But it's true. And more more obviously the truth will set you free. There's nothing that you have done or that any of the, the viewers or the listeners have done that can't it shouldn't be released or that can't be released or that makes you any less than human. You know, we're all human and pretending that we're not and that we're perfect or whatever is a cause for the ego to maintain rooted and as long as we're afraid to reveal our secrets then we are trapped by our ego and while most of us say that we you know we want to abolish our egos or whatever a lot of us may not be ready or may not think they have been ready to be vulnerable enough to let go of their secrets and that's actually i think the way out or it was at least the way out for me so yeah. all of this, this, this awakening you're talking about, this wasn't on drugs. This was pure awakened consciousness. Um, so that darkest night, uh, that whole incident where I was trying to blow up the world or whatever, that was on meth, methamphetamine, crystal so meth. When you, went to, when you went to jail and had one phone call for the lawyer, that was on drugs. That, oh, yeah, that was on drugs. Definitely. See, when, and so when I the strange... The strange thing about um, meth, real quick, and then I'll let you continue, is that if you stay up, it puts you in a, a, psycho a state of psychosis, right? Which is supposed to be a disconnect from reality. I would argue that psychosis is you dreaming in your physical state. And when you dream in your physical state, you're able to explore ideas that you would otherwise not explore because of uh, the filter that you're awake and you shouldn't be doing things. You see what I'm saying? So when you're in like a dream state, you can explore the idea that, oh, I want to destroy the whole planet and then realize that, oh, I actually don't, you know? Um, so I think that was, that's something that it should probably be looked into. But anyways, you're saying, Ali, thanks for listening. Yeah, so when I came off, I, I don't know if I told you, but I had threats when I was growing up, but I was on medication for 10 years. Um, I came off it overnight and I had this enormous awakening of consciousness and everything literally became black and white to color it was like being deaf to hearing everything became clear everything made sense it was almost like being in a box your life and all of a sudden you've come out of the box and everything is just here and you're like wow what's what is every something in jail and you come out and there's iphones there's laptops there's ipads and you're like wow when i came into jail there wasn't even such thing as a phone and everything's just there's buildings up, there's houses up, there's cars, what's a Tesla, fucking H Donald Trump's the president, and that's what it felt like. And I went to the doctors and they said that I was going through psychosis and actually what I was going through to me was a spiritual awakening. So you're saying how if you get your brain into a psychosis state, whether it's through lack of sleep, through drugs or through meditation, you see 